Well, today we're going to finish up this series that we've been in for the past six weeks called The Seven Greatest Words of Love. And all across the front of the stage here are the words we've been talking about. And today we're going to look at the very last thing that Jesus said on the cross. And the Bible leads up to his last words this way in Luke chapter 23, beginning with verse 44. It says, By this time it was noon. And at this moment when it was noon, Jesus had already been on the cross for six hours. By this time it was noon, but darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. And so here we are, noon, middle of the day. God made it dark. The light from the sun was gone. Suddenly the thick veil hanging in the temple was torn apart. Then Jesus shouted. I don't know how in the world at that point Jesus could shout. On the cross for nine hours, all the torture that led up to it, all the torture that took place on the cross, barely able to breathe, hanging, lungs about to suffocate. But then it says Jesus shouted, and he shouts, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last breath. The last thing that Jesus said on the cross is, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands or I commit my spirit into your hands or I hand over, Father, my spirit into your hands. I trust my spirit into your hands. And so the last words that Jesus spoke really boil down to this one word back here, trust. Father, I trust you. We've been planning this thing since the beginning of time. That somehow the sins of man would have to be paid for. Father, I trust you in your plan. And so the question is this. In his dark hours, what did Jesus do? The answer is he trusted his father. He trusted his whole self. To his father. Write this down. He so trusted his father that he gave up his life voluntarily. Voluntarily. Some people like to ask, who was it that really took the life of Jesus? Some say the Roman soldiers took it. Some say the riled up crowd just got so riled up. And we see that in in things and protests here today. The riled up crowd, they just took the life of Jesus. Some say, no, those angry religious leaders, they're the ones who took the life of Jesus. People have all kinds of different opinions, but the truth is this. Jesus volunteered to give up his life. In fact, Jesus himself tells us that he came to earth to lay down his life. Take a look at this. Jesus says, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one. Not the religious leaders, not the Roman soldiers. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up again, which we know he did. This command I received from my father. Jesus so trusted his father that he obeyed his father's command. Or we could say he obeyed his father's plan to pay for the sins of the world. And he so trusted his father in that plan that he voluntarily gave up his life. Next, he so trusted his father that he gave up his life confidently, with confidence. 
Here, Jesus shouts his final words on the cross, but he's not shouting out in anger at the Father. He's not saying, God, this is harder than I ever dreamed. He's not shouting out in bitterness or despair or defeat. No, he's shouting out in victory. He's making a confident shout of rock-solid trust in his Father and in his Father's plan. It's a shout of victory and trust. He says, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. Father, we've been planning this. It's done. It's finished. Now I give my spirit into your hands. He so trusted his father next that he gave up his life completely, not only with confidence, but with completeness. When Jesus said these last words, he was actually quoting it from an Old Testament scripture from Psalms that every Jewish kid grew up praying. Look at what he was quoting. In the Psalms it says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. Prophecy about what Jesus would say. So what do we learn from these last words of Jesus? Well, we learn that he gave up his whole self to the Father and to the Father's plan. In his dark hours, Jesus so trusted his Father that he gave up his body, he gave up his spirit to the Father. And he gave up his life voluntarily, confidently, and completely. And in his dark hours, Jesus focused not on his pain, but on his Father's plan. Amen? He focused on his Father and his Father's plan to pay for our sin. So listen really close, because I know that some of you are going through some dark hours, some dark days, just like Jesus experienced this dark time on the cross. So in your dark hours, write this down. I want you to learn to trust that you are loved by your Father. Trust that you are loved by your heavenly Father. You have a Father in heaven, folks, who loves you more than you can imagine. And so when you go through a dark time, a dark hour, or a dark day, remember that. You've got a heavenly Father, and he loves you. That's why Jesus said this, Father. In other words, if you go back and look at the Greek, it's more like Daddy. I entrust my spirit into your hands. So here's Jesus in his darkest hour turning to his Father. And you and I should do the same. We should, in our dark moments, turn to our eternal Father. The Bible says this, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who honor him. Maybe some of you are in a dark day right now. You might be in a financial crisis. You might be looking at a, at a health crisis. You might be in a spiritual faith crisis. You're, you're just questioning, is God really for real? You might be in a, in a job crisis. Maybe you're in a parent crisis as your parents age and you're wondering how you can minister and take care of them. Maybe you're in a physical crisis yourself or a marital crisis. But listen, you've got a heavenly father who is close, who is caring, who is competent, who is capable, and who is always consistent. So I want to encourage you this morning, if you're in a dark day, 
Stop looking at your pain and start looking at your father. Amen? That's what Jesus did. Stop looking at your pain and start looking up to your father. Stop looking at your pain and start trusting in your father. He loves you. And he will have compassion on you. Like a loving father, he will care for you. Next, in your dark hours, trust that you can trust your father. Maybe you've had a biological father that you couldn't trust. But listen, folks, you can trust your heavenly father. Amen? He is trustworthy. Jesus says, Father, Daddy, I entrust, I hand over, I I trust my whole self, my innermost being into your hands. So like Jesus, you can entrust your whole self, your innermost self, your spirit, your soul to your heavenly Father. But here's the big question. If you come to a place in your life where you choose to not trust your heavenly Father, the question is, who are you going to trust your whole self to? Who are you going to trust your future to? Who are you going to entrust your well-being to? If you're not going to trust your Heavenly Father, who are you going to trust? How many of you would say, well, if I'm coming up on a dark day, I think I'll trust in Congress. (laughs) Or one of the awesome presidential candidates today. Uh, Nobody with me, huh? How many of you would say, well, I think I'll trust in the media. Whatever the media says is honest truth. I'll just trust whatever the media says. I can count on the media. How many of you would say, I think I'll trust in popular opinion. Whatever culture says, I'm with it. Whatever my culture decides is right, that's what I'll follow. How many of you would say, I think I'll trust my emotions. Whatever feels right at the time, I'll just trust my life to my feelings. I mean, if you're not going to trust God, your heavenly Father, who are you going to trust in your life? I want to make a recommendation. I want to recommend that you put your trust in someone who knows everything. Put your trust in someone who loves you unconditionally. Put your trust in someone who will always lead you in the right direction. And there's only one person who's always going to do that. And it's your heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. Amen. The Bible says, For the word of the Lord holds true. And everything he does is worthy of our trust. You can't trust any human being to always do the right thing. You can't trust any human being to always lead you in the right direction. But you can trust your heavenly Father. So here's the question. What do you need to entrust to your heavenly Father? The answer is anything that you worry about. Or maybe who do you need to entrust to your heavenly Father? Anyone you worry about. You see, are you worried about your health? Entrust it to Him. Are you worried about your finances? Entrust them to Him. Are are you worried about your job? Entrust your job to Him. Are you worried about your kids? Come on, let's be honest. (laughs) Entrust your kids to Him. Are you worried about your aging parents? 
Entrust your parents to him. Listen, every time you worry, it's a warning light that you've stopped trusting your heavenly father. It's a warning. Every time you worry, it's evidence of your unbelief in your loving heavenly father. Every time you worry, it's a failure to trust in your father. But listen close now. You can entrust anything. You can entrust everything to your heavenly father who loves you. Now, God the Father, listen close, never promised to remove all sickness from your life. He never promised to remove all pain from your life. He never promised to remove all loss from your life. He didn't even remove it from his own son. But God the Father did promise to carry us through it all. He did promise to use it all for our own good and our own growth. He did promise to walk with us through it all. I mean, look at what Paul says, the guy who wrote most of the New Testament. Look at what he says right here. He says, I'm suffering here in prison. God didn't remove prison from Paul's life. But I'm not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust. And then listen to this confident statement. And I am sure that he is able to protect and keep what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Paul's saying, this is hard, but I can trust the one who is able. He's going to protect me. He's going to keep me until the day he returns. Folks, you can trust your heavenly father to protect you and keep you even during times that are dark, times that are hard, even times that are hurtful. He will be there. So in your dark times, trust, first of all, that you are loved by your heavenly father. Secondly, that you can trust your father. And third, then write this down, that you can trust that work is being done by your father. In your dark days, trust that work, that God is at work, that he's behind the scene taking care of things for you and for your behalf, that he's behind the scenes intervening for you in ways that you just can't see. You know, if you've ever been to a theater, how many have ever been to a play to theater? Comes to an intermission, they close the curtain, and you know they're doing stuff back there, right? You know they're setting up a new scene, there's some new props coming on, and you just can't wait for the curtain to open and for it to all be revealed. It's the same way in our lives. God is working behind the curtain, amen? He's doing some stuff on our behalf that we can't see. And in the meantime, he wants us just to trust and to wait and know that he loves us and that he's working for us. And one day that curtain will be opened and it'll all be revealed and we'll see what God's been working on, amen? And it'll all make sense. So Jesus says, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. Now here, we in this life, we just get to see all the physical stuff. But we know there's lots of stuff going on in this life that we just, we just can't see with our eyes. 
I mean, we know right here, right now, that there's TV signals and there's radio waves and there's frequencies flowing through this building and probably through our bodies. Isn't that a comforting thought? Anyway, we know that all this stuff is flowing through the air, but we just can't see it. But if you turn on a radio, you'll, you'll hear a station. And if you flip on the TV, you're going to get audio and video. And if you hit speed dial on your cell phone right now, it's going to connect to one of your loved ones. Because of all that stuff, we can't even see. You can't see them, but it's here in the air right now. But just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's false. Listen, folks, there's far more to life than just the material, just the physical in fact, one day all the material and physical stuff is just going to fade away and deteriorate. One day this building's going to deteriorate. One day these blue chairs you're sitting in, they're just going to deteriorate and they're going to crumble. One day your body's going to deteriorate. Maybe it is already. Thank you, Pastor. Real positive. <laughs> but our bodies are deteriorating right now. Wood crumbles. Paint fades, windows break, metal rusts, bodies wear out and die. But folks, there's some spiritual stuff going on that you and I can't see that's eternal. God is working on some spiritual stuff that you just can't see. So when you're right in the middle of a dark day and you can't see a solution, Know that your loving Heavenly Father is working behind the curtain. And He's doing things on your behalf that you just can't see. So while you're waiting, just trust that God is at work for you. Amen? Trust that He's at work. And like Jesus, trust your innermost spirit. Father, I hand over even my spirit. I've already given you my body and the cross, but now I give my spirit to you. Job said it this way, when God's at work in the north, I don't see him. When he turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him. But he knows the way that I take, and when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. So here's the deal. The dark day that you're in right now, it's just a test. And although you, you can't see God, God can see you. God can see things that you can't see. So in this moment, just trust that God loves you. Trust that he can be trusted. Trust that he's working for you behind the scenes in ways you can't see. Because he so loves you. Paul says this, our light and momentary troubles or dark days are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Oh man, we, we look at what's going on and oh God, what am I gonna do? And we try to use our own energies and minds to fix everything. He says, no, we don't fix our eyes on what is seen, but what is unseen for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. In your dark days, trust that you're loved by God, that you can trust your Father God, and that work is being done by your Father. And then last this morning, trust that no situation is too big for your Father. Trust that your Heavenly Father can handle anything that you put into His hands. This is how Jesus says it. 
Father, Daddy, I entrust my spirit into your hands. Now, most of you have grown up hearing the phrase, you're in good hands with Allstate. We all, we've heard that phrase, oh, most all of our lives. You're in good hands with Allstate. And by saying that, they're implying that if you put all your stuff in the hands of Allstate, Allstate Company, man, we're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you. We've grown up with that. But listen, your heavenly Father has even bigger and better hands than Allstate. Amen? <laughs> your heavenly Father, he's got the whole world in his hands. Somebody ought to write a song about that, right? <laughs> so how big are God's hands? They're huge. These are the hands that created every galaxy, the entire universe, you and me, down to the intricacies of our bodies. His hands are huge. Write this down. So trust that God's hands are big enough to bless little old you. The Bible says this, the Lord will hold you in his hands for all to see. A splendid crown in the hands of God. Get this this morning. God says, I created you. I love you. I'm going to hold you in my hands to show everybody you. What do you do when a new baby's born? You hold, hey, see my baby? <laughs> God's saying, I want to show you off to everybody. You are like a crown in my hands. I am so proud of you. God wants to hold you in his hands and bless you. Look at what the next scripture says. David writes, God, you both precede and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. God is here not to condemn you, the scripture says, but to bless you. Next, trust that God's hands are big enough to keep you, to keep you throughout this entire life, through every dark day that may come into your life. He's able to keep you. Paul says, I think you ought to know, dear brothers, how hard, how dark were the times that we went through in Asia. We were really crushed and overwhelmed and feared we would never live through it. He goes on and he says, and we felt that we were doomed to die. And we saw how powerless we were to even help ourselves. But then look at this next statement. But that was good. For then we put everything into the hands of God who alone could save us. For even he can raise the dead. You know, when my kids were little, I'd be at the, the lake and they'd be standing on the edge of our boat and I'd be out there in the water or I'd be in a pool somewhere and they'd be standing on the edge of the pool and when our kids were little, I'd say, come on, jump to daddy, come on. And, you know, they'd be really hesitant. I'd say, it's okay, I'll catch you. Come on, jump to daddy. Can't you see that little toddler on the edge? And they were so hesitant to jump. But I'd say, it's okay. I love you. Daddy will catch you. Come on. Jump. Jump. And they would hesitate and they would hesitate. But pretty soon, they would take that step and they would jump. And as a course of, a, of loving daddy that I am, I would catch them in the air. And they would just giggle. And we had the greatest fun. And then, of course, they wanted to do it a hundred more times. <laughs> and I'm sorry I ever started that. <laughs> but then, 
I realized that they wanted to do that over and over and over again because once you've jumped into your daddy's hands, it's flat out fun. It's flat out fun to jump and trust and then feel your daddy's hands come around you and catch you and hold you and save you. The bottom line is this. Once you've learned to trust your heavenly daddy with your life, you you get addicted to it. And you want to do it over and over and over again. And, And you start trusting him for bigger and bigger and bigger things. And he starts saying to you at bigger and bigger things, come on, jump, come on, it's okay. I want you to step out, jump. And you do it because you learn that you can trust your loving Heavenly Father. Even in the darkest days of your life. So you can jump into His hands every single time a dark day comes. And just put that picture into your mind that you're on the edge of the pool and yeah, it might be scary to jump and to trust. But you see God right there in the pool. And He's saying, come on, I love you. I'll catch you. Take that step and jump. Amen. Trust him. Trust him with what you're going through. Whether it's financial, whether it's it's health, no matter what it is, trust your father. He's just waiting for you to jump. We, We get so caught up in trusting everything but God. We trust the doctor. We trust the hospital. We trust the whatever it is. But he's waiting for you to jump into his arms. He's waiting for you to just trust him like a daddy. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. And that's what you can do too. No matter how dark your day is. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Father, I'm jumping. Amen? Would you bow your heads with me? You know, just like Jesus, you can entrust your whole self into the big, huge, loving hands of your heavenly Father. So why not do that this morning? Why not do that while you're right in the middle of some dark moment? You can do that right here, right now. You can take that jump right now. By praying this prayer. Whatever's on your heart, whatever issue you're facing, would you just pray in your heart after me, Father God, I entrust my whole life into your hands. From now on, I will trust you with every dark day that comes in my life. On this Palm Sunday, I put my trust in you alone to bless me, to hold me, to keep me, help me through my current dark day. Lord Jesus, it thrills my heart to know that when we jump into your arms, We'll never be disappointed. You'll never let us down. You'll always catch us. 
We may not see the solution. We may not be able to physically figure it out. But behind the curtain, there you are, setting us up for blessing and protection and help and growth. And one day we'll understand it. But in the meantime, we're just going to jump into your arms this morning. Our Heavenly Father. It's in your name that we praise you. You are our great God. We worship you. And all of God's people said, Amen.